Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. I'm Tom Short, so glad to have you along with me today. This is Saturday morning, May 8th. It's going to be a beautiful day. I'm sure all around the country as spring is springing, flowers are blooming, and life is, com- life is coming back to us after the winter time. I'd like to welcome all who are with me today, especially any who are here for the first time. We believe that getting into the Word of God every day and praying makes a difference in our life. And so we thank God for this simple technology that allows us to join together for a few minutes of time in the Word and prayer. Our reading this morning, the scripture I'd like to share, and then I'd, I have read um, from my book, is found in Mark chapter 10, and it goes with verse 13. And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw them, saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. Uh, Children are not a nuisance. They're not a problem. They don't get in our way. They do take, they do require sacrifice. They do require love. They do require an investment from adults. But Jesus pointed out that they're valuable. As I shared yesterday, I'm really concerned in our country, our reproduction rate, our growth rate of, uh, has dropped now to a negative where we are not reproducing enough children to keep up our population in this country anymore. There's a lot of reasons that contribute to that, but of course, one of them I'm sure is just that uh, the, this, this narrative that children aren't valued and, and they are work, but boy, they're wonderful. They're wonderful to have. Which leads me to today what I'd like to read from. On Saturdays, we read from my book, Taking Into Their Turf, Stories of Campus Evangelism, meant to encourage you and, and help, help you learn some things about God and about how to communicate with people. If you've not gotten a copy of my book, I encourage you to write to us. Just write Tom at TomThePreacher.com or go to our website and ask for one, and and uh, <clears throat> we'd be glad to send you a copy um, of, of this book. This one is called A Child's Prayer for a Bad Man, a brief chapter here. All these chapters just take about two, three minutes to read. So, A Child's Prayer for a Bad Man, and this is actually a prayer of my son when he was probably about uh, four or five years old. I don't know. Maybe I say in here. We'll see. Here we go. This is from the University of Maryland. Mark was one of my first hardcore hecklers. I owe a lot to him because he forced me to get better. Every night he did his anti-Christian research so that he could trip me up. And every night I had to do my homework to have answers to his arguments. Mark was quick-witted and funny. He was a big fella with unkempt hair. Picture a younger version of a Michael Moore, shall we say. Although he would start the day under control, he had an explosive temper. He always seemed to go ballistic at me at some point each afternoon. Oh, and Mark was a chain smoker. He would literally smoke the entire afternoon as I preached. One day, my wife brought our three-year-old son, so he was three, Stephen, out to the preaching. It was an eye-opening experience for such a young boy. When I got home that night, I asked Stephen what he thought 
of the time on campus. That Mark is a bad man, he blurted out. Then he added, I'm going to pray he stops smoking. Mark and I liked each other, even though he carried on this public image as my enemy. Day, so the next day, in front of everyone, I good-naturedly announced to Mark that he'd better be careful because my three-year-old son had begun praying for him, and God answers the prayer of children. Not to be intimidated, Mark assured me that God would never answer the prayers of my son. Well, I asked, do you want to know what he's praying about concerning you? Sure. My son thinks you're a bad man, and he's praying you'll stop smoking. He already had lit a cigarette, so he began puffing on it and again and again while confidently announcing that he would never stop smoking. The crowd chuckled at his antics. Then he started thinking, Tom, now you've put me in a real pickle. If I don't stop smoking, you're going to say I'm enslaved to my sin. If I do stop smoking, you're going to give the credit to your son's prayers. I can't win on this one, so I'll just keep on smoking. As he said, he said, as he again puffed and puffed and puffed on his cigarette. About two weeks later, I noticed that Mark was not smoking. And I said something about it. Again, this is going on in front of a, the whole crowd. A lot of people were out there. Mark proudly announced, Yeah, Tom, I figured cigarettes aren't good for me, so I decided to quit. I'll bet you didn't think I could do it, did you, Tom? Of course I expect you to quit, I answered. After all, my son has been praying that you would stop, and I told you that God hears the prayers of children. That was one of the only times I ever saw Mark at a total loss for words. He stood there stunned and speechless, for he had totally forgotten that my son was praying that he would stop smoking. Now he was exhibit A, demonstrating that God is alive and God answers prayer. Well, that's, that's not the end of the story. Let me continue with postscript here. The story didn't end there. Toward the end of that fall semester, Mark made a profession of faith in Christ. I still remember the night he joined my family as we decorated our Christmas tree. He was fun to be with, but he revealed something very, very personal which he realized was the reason he had been so angry at God. I might add, he revealed something to me he'd never told anyone else about. When he left, he said it had been one of the most wonderful evenings of his life. He felt the love and warmth of Christ in our home. Strangely, after such a wonderful night, he seemed to vanish. School was out over the Christmas break, so I didn't see him on campus. He didn't answer my calls, and there was no other way I knew to reach him. When I resumed my outdoor preaching in the spring, Mark showed up. He vehemently denied Christ. He'd become very hardened and cynical. He wasn't the jovial heckler who, who cracked jokes about me. Something had happened, and he was now convinced I was a dangerous cult leader who must be stopped. What happened to Mark, and what became of him? I have no idea. I do know that not everyone who professes Christ really possesses Christ and his salvation. Perhaps he got scared over how vulnerable he had become when he shared such, a deeply, pers such deeply personal information the night he helped decorate our tree. 
Perhaps the devil realized he was losing one of his own and fought hard to get him back. One thing we should realize from Mark's life in the spirit is that the spiritual battle is real. Professing Christ is not the end of the story. We need to continue helping one another become firmly established and to continue in the faith. It's a true story. And in my book here, every, every word of every story, they're true and they're not exaggerated. And uh, they're just a chronicle of ways God has worked and things that we can learn. So this is Mother's Day weekend. You moms out there teaching your, your three-year-olds how to pray as they go to, when you pray with them as they go to bed at night or you pray with them. Um, God does hear those prayers. And what a sincere, I was totally off guard when I heard my son say, I'm going to pray stop smoking. Um, that's not usually at the top of my list. And yet God answered that prayer and it really broke through in this fellow's life because he realized, wow, he had totally forgotten. It was quite a story. And I might add, the crowd really reacted in a positive way to see um, this answer to prayer right in front of their eyes. In those days, there were a lot of people come out. Mark, was very, Mark became very well known on campus as my chief heckler. So what a neat thing that story. What a neat story. Let's spend the time just pray briefly, uh, if we could, for, uh, uh, join me if you will. Father in heaven, we thank you that you are a God who answers prayers. We pray we would come to you with the faith of a child, trusting. Lord, you said, ask and you'll receive, seek, you'll find, knock, the door will be open. What, what father is there among you if his son would ask for a fish, would give him a snake? Or if he would ask for a loaf of bread, would give him a rock? And if we, being evil, know how to give good things to our children, how much more you? Father, we're your children. Might we be people who pray to you as, with the faith of a child? Lord, we won't always have it figured out. We won't always know how our prayers will be answered. We thank you that you often answer in ways we never would have anticipated, never thought of, never seen coming. But you hear us, and we thank you. Lord, this morning I am reminded of even this story with Mark, how I pray, Lord, I have no idea where he is today, what's up with him. I just think of the spiritual interest he had those 40 years ago. I pray that you would cause him. I pray that today, Lord, he would know you. I think, Lord, of that video someone recently sent me of, of, of a fellow who came to Christ way back in the early 80s and had been a heckler of mine. And I never knew it, and he wanted to reach out and tell me how he'd come to Christ. Thank you, Father. You are at work in people's lives. Thank you that the seed we sow can bear fruit. So we don't always see it. And sometimes, Lord, the seed takes a long time to sprout. But thank you. Your word is powerful. And as people listen to your word and they hear the word, Lord, sometimes it finds good soil. And we thank you and we bless you. Today, Father, we pray that we'd be sowing the seed of your word wherever we go, into our family members, into our children, into our spouses, into our friends, into our acquaintances, wherever we go, Lord. Help us to be sowing the seed of your word because your seed is can bear fruit. Your seed can, it can, be, it can bear 36 to 100 fold. And your word never returns void. And our labor is not in vain in the Lord. So today we thank you. We thank you your, uh, for the simpleness, the simplicity of prayer and the word of God. We can make it so complicated, Father. We can try and make it so perfect and, 
and, and just uh, edgy or contemporary or whatever. But we thank you for the simplicity of that you answer pr the prayers of childlike faith and your word bears fruit in people's lives. We bless you. Lord, I pray today for each one on here on this live stream who listen later on, fill them with faith. Fill us with the joy of the Lord because this is our strength. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, who is the life-giving Spirit. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Give you this day to follow you, and we love you now. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks, thank you for joining me. You have a blessed day. Again, I, I really do. I'm grateful. Whenever I read some of these stories, I'm encouraged. And, uh, and they come, become fresh and new to me. And God is a God who works. And if you want to hear some good stories of how, how God has worked in people's lives, like Mark, just uh, go to our website, tomthepreacher.com, and request a copy. Um, we'd be glad to send you one. If you're new, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, hit the subscribe, notify, leave a comment, let me know where you're from, who you are, and, uh, and, and stay in touch. Join us day after day, day after day, as we pray together and we're in the Word together, we trust it will change our lives. You have a great day. God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.